I'm Andrew Simmons in Nicosia. Cyprus has long had an important geopolitical position in the Mediterranean, but the island has been divided along ethnic lines for decades. We're now in the Republic of Cyprus, recognized by the international community, a member of the European Union since 2004, and governed by Greek Cypriots. But the northern part of the island is recognized by Turkey and controlled by self-declared northern Cyprus. The island has been in a geopolitical power struggle for most of the past 48 years. The UN established a buffer zone. Its peacekeeping forces patrol a demilitarized area known as the Green Line. But nearly six decades later, has the UN failed? Does the island need further assistance from the international community? And how are other regional conflicts, like the Russian invasion of Ukraine, impacting Cyprus? The Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Cyprus, Yanis Kasalides, talks to Al Jazeera. Foreign Minister of the Republic of Cyprus, Ioannis Kasalides, thanks for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you for having me. Now, let's start at home the United Nations Protection Force here in Cyprus. You're not happy with them. You've made a lot of criticisms. You said in the media, intense unease, is the way it was described, about how this force was handling uh, its whole um, mandate in this country. What's, what's wrong? Well, it's not uh, exactly this our position. First of all, I must say that we are very happy with the presence of uh, the United Nations Peacekeeping Force in Cyprus. They are very useful, useful in escalating minor incidents, de-escalating minor incidents here and there, which may escalate and we don't know to which dimensions. Uh, the recent uh, attitude coincides with the hardening of the positions on, of, on the northern part of Cyprus. And the UNFISIP is giving us the impression that they are giving in to very hard demands to our detriment. What's an example of that? They have recently given uh, authorization to begin works within the buffer zone, right below the Venetian walls of the old town of Nicosia, for uh, preparing for a football field uh, for training by an, a Turkish Cypriot uh, football team. We are not against this, but what we are against is the details about whether it should be fenced, whether it should not be transparent, because we know that uh, in the case of a, an event, Turkish tanks will be in a position to arrive to the center of Nicosia in a couple of minutes. This we have to be vigilant. We've been with the peacekeeping force for a whole day, and they're pretty vigilant, and they're, they are a really important force to actually keep the sides apart in a crisis. Furthermore, it doesn't help that 
your forces aren't talking to the Northern Cyprus forces at all. There's no communication. The UN well, I'm have sorry. to, to I'm do sorry. it. I'm sorry. There has been a proposal by the UN of a direct dialogue between our forces and their forces. We have said yes, but the Turkish, the Turkish forces from Turkey, they say they should not speak to the commander of the Turkish forces from Turkey, but to the Turkish Cypriot commander. You understand that this semantic is very important. But would we, I have just proposed something else to end this impasse. I have said they nominate one senior officer, whomever they want. We nominate a senior officer, whomever we want, and they become a focus, a focus point between them. And, and, and this has not advanced. I don't know it gives why. our viewers an idea of, of the sort of intricacy of this situation. And of course, the Cypriots, the Turkish Cypriots um, north, uh, have also got in touch with the UN in New York and demanding a, a bigger say in how things are organized, uh, particularly with the, the permission, for example, every six months for the UN to actually deploy here. They demand a SOFA agreement that a recognized state only has the right to do. SOFA agreement is made between recognized states and the UN. This we cannot and never will accept. But I don't think that the UN intends to give them a SOFA agreement. Depends on what they are going to counter propose. Well, the Turkish Cypriots are on record as saying they'll reserve their rights on what they do if they are turned down. What do you say to that? Well, let them take the responsibility about this when they will come and say they don't accept the presence of Anfisip in Cyprus, which has to operate from both sides. Uh, this is a matter for the Security Council to be seized. Well, let's move on a bit, but look, look back again. We're in the 21st century. Uh, it's five years since anything possible in terms of developments and peace has been on the table. And we go back to July, uh, one night after midnight, when everyone was thinking a deal was going to be done. And we saw the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres come out with an ashen face, tired out, Real frustration and anger that the deal wasn't done. Was that down to you as a so, government? So was I very frustrated and very disappointed. We have, at that time, came so close, so close to reach a settlement. And I think it, the end of the meeting did not reserve to postpone it sine die. What it was needed is, if the schedule of the Secretary General was not permitting it, to be re-invited in a couple of weeks and continue from where we were left. But let me tell you that after this, the Turkish position changed 180 degrees. They have ceased to seek a settlement based on United Nations resolutions, and they have put a precondition now for us to accept separate sovereignty, 
an equal international status before they sit on the table. We're moving on here, though. We're moving on. But the, at that time, there was a deal on the table, was there not? And yes, your government was not really get... prepared to go through with it. They where, had last minute Where do you thoughts. base this information? Well, th this, this, uh, this... Where do you base this well, based on Based on diplomatic views on, on, the, way, on the way it but went. Was the Turkish side ready to accept? It's, it's on, negotiations. It's negotiations, is it not? I yeah, mean, you exactly. as a foreign minister, looking back on it, that, that was an, uh, an opportunity to make a groundbreaking decision. It was decision. a great opportunity, sir. And there's been there were talks about opportunity. it happening again, and more I talks, that this five years. Should it have followed suit in the immediate uh, interval after the talk, these talks, it would have given these rats, I am sure. Do you think you can get talking again soon? If this precondition which is totally unacceptable, is removed, we can, of course. But there are talks about talks all over the world, that, you know, to, to, to get to a point where there's peace. Surely you could talk, they've got preconditions, you've got preconditions. No, no, but can't we don't you talk about... preconditions, sorry. But can't have you, you talk ever about seen talks? preconditions? Of course we can talk about talks. We have been asking from the UN to name an envoy of the Secretary General, we started disputing whether it would be a special envoy or a special representative. We said, okay, let's call him an envoy and finish with this uh, and tat details. But they don't accept. They don't accept. The Secretary General decided to send one of the members of his immediate hierarchy of the UN to do this. We are waiting for their visit. Well, let's move into some more po positive territory now, but still related to peace, and that is business and, and the, the whole issue of um, exclusive economic zones, um, natural gas. Uh, where are we now with things? You've got a, an agreement with, with Israel uh, and, 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 Egypt. And, you, and Egypt as well. And so what, what, are you, what are you doing right now? Are you finding it smooth going? Well... Where there have, have been new discoveries in the exclusive economic zone of Cyprus, and uh, it is in the hands of the international companies, in this case, any, the Italian company in total, they have plans. They have plans to collect all the uh, amounts discovered or to be discovered shortly and by the form of LNG the, the send it either to the Egyptian uh, gasification uh, power stations or on an FS LNG in situ and send it to Europe to the first available power station for regasification which is most probably Greece so uh, we are hopeful that in the midterm, that is to say in a couple of years, because uh, Europe urgently needs natural gas, that we'll be able to supply and contribute. And do you think then that the issue moving on from here uh, of the Eastern Aegean Sea, where you have an issue with, with 
with Greece and Turkey. I think you mentioned recently that you're really concerned about the rhetoric uh, over uh, of, the maritime borders Turkey. there. We uh, don't have an issue with Greece. No, of course not, but, but <laughs> I wouldn't say you had, but you're concerned about the escalation uh, of this potential of conflict. Yeah, of course uh, so we what, are what, is, what is the background to that? Something you, happens you've had a lot to say it, hap it, will, it, it may happen to Cyprus in all probability, but uh, we hope that uh, the international community who is watching this, the United States, uh, with several statements, the European Union with several statements, will leave this to the rhetoric and try to bring tension down between uh, Turkey, Greece and ourselves. It is a factor, is it not, that you've got elections uh, early next, next year in Turkey and in Greece. You've got your own uh, elections uh, here uh, in February. Yeah. Does that just raise the whole temperature for all of these well, uh, possible Well, you know, disputes? with elections, it happens. Or it may happen. So we shall have to be careful. Yes, well, let's, let's also look uh, at the issue of, of Lebanon. This is an extraordinary development. Lebanon and Israel coming to an agreement. I mean, that is, would have been unthinkable a few years back. Is there a chance, do you think, that this issue of energy and of, 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 of get, making money, uh, doing business, and also having an effect on the Ukraine crisis because of the power uh, problem with, right across Europe, do you feel positive about this? Or are you worried about disputes because Libya could no, be involved no, with Turkey? There could we, be all sorts of problems in terms of rights. Our priorities in the, in the right uh, sequence. First of all, an extremely helpful development, the agreement between Israel and Lebanon. Secondly, because you know our exclusive economic zone is adjacent to theirs. Mm. Secondly, the fact that two uh, parties like Lebanon and, uh, is, and, and Israel, who officially are in a state of war and who do not recognize each other, they have managed through the mediation of the United States, and, and I congratulate the United States for this, they, they have reached an agreement. This is a very good example for ourselves and Turkey. Turkey, so far, has refused that we do a similar kind of negotiation and arrangement in deliminating our um, exclusive, our respective exclusive economic zone with the uh, justification that they don't recognize us. But here is an example where this can be done without a solution of the political problem so that they can recognize us. So we have offered talks. And if these talks fail, let's go to The Hague. And we are prepared to accept the arbitration of The Hague. Let me put the next priority. The next priority are the needs of our European partners on natural gas. And this has to come before other considerations. And this applies what I'm saying both to Turkey and to ourselves. 
And that when would you, can you put a date on it? If everything was to remarkably work, could you put a date on the when Europe would see a difference? To get, uh, you mean uh, for the natural gas to the arrive extra, at its extra destination? Gas to actually start reaching. Well, I don't know, but in homes. a couple of years it will. I'm not very specialist on this, but I, I, I feel that it's going to be a medium term solution, not a short term. And I realize that Europe needs badly from next, for next winter. Well, next winter we cannot accommodate, but I hope for the win winter after next we may be able to. Well, the desperate need for energy in Europe links us to the next question I've got, and that is Ukraine. And, and what, Cyprus is a, a fairly small place, but it's, it's doing a lot. I mean, you used to be incredibly friendly with Russia, uh, yeah. particularly on business. Now it's quite the reverse. So what sort of action have you taken? I want to make it clear. We are very sensitive to the issues of territorial integrity, of sovereignty, inviolability of borders, and of course now to non-annexation of parts of a country to another. Therefore, we had to join our partners in the European Union in our response to the Russian invasion into Ukraine. We did it. We want to be acknowledged and we are as a credible uh, and predictable partner to the European Union. We took part on the unanimous decisions regarding the sanctions and we are implementing the sanctions diligently. You realize, as you have said in your question, that we had to come a long distance to reach this goal, much longer than any other of the partners who already didn't have the links we had with Russia. This demonstrates the dimension of our shift. But it has had consequences already, and there will probably be more from Russia. Um, and you're taking um, a fair... I mean, your visas have been cancelled to tourists, and you've seen already Russia um, intent on possibly taking other action. And you're also stopping, I think, um, fueling of, of Russian ships yes, as well. Yes, we did it unilaterally, not in the context of the... Uh, sanctions. Hmm. Well, can you imagine a war? If somebody offers services to the navy of a country party to the war, it's like we are adding and abetting. Yeah. So we did this. This opened the road for the uh, for the lifting of the American embargo towards us because we we completed fully. The terms, the one was this, and the other was the fight, the effective fight against money laundering, where we also get now good results. Well, the, the geopolitics of it are quite interesting, because there's a shift, isn't there? I mean, you're, you're, the United and States, just to get into this issue, the, yeah. the United States has lifted its arms embargo in the fiscal year of 2023. Uh, you're also, I understand, you have a, an agreement to for... Russian-made military uh, no, vehicles and things. No, we don't have things. such an agreement. Let no. us be sure. That, well, it's, isn't, there a some, isn't there something going on there with Russian vehicles? No, no, no. Are, the only thing that there exists was our effort 
to improve uh, the capacity of the National Guard to defend Cyprus. And because of the existing situation with Russia, a, a large number of our weapons are lacking maintenance, are lacking uh, maintenance mainly to be operational. And this we shall have to remedy. But, but we are, but not are, you, are you saying weapons. there's no agreement with, with the US to actually get no. Russian, Russian military uh, no, vehicles no. and other no. equipment to, into no, Ukraine in return no for US equipment to replace them? That's the report. Is that a, is that a myth? It didn't matter. Well, they were, we were sanded a year ago, but then they didn't want to, uh, this didn't carry on further. So Ukraine and can't I repeat, expect anything. I repeat, we don't intend to send weapons to Ukraine because we need them here in Cyprus. But we need to upgrade and remedy to the issue of not having the possibility of maintenance for these weapons. What sort of weapons are you going to get then from the US? Is it no, no, defensive? No, defensive. Now the embargoes. No, the embargo has been lifted. Yeah. What sort of well, military hardware are you looking for? These questions I cannot answer. <laughs> it's uh, the Ministry of Defense who is dealing with this. I don't know what they are going to do, but they are going. Now they have the American markets as well as other markets like France, like Israel to consider. The Turkish are saying that this could be an escalation, uh, there could be an arms race within Cyprus because of this, that it's a very bad move and it's very alarming. Are they so afraid of us? Shame on them. A country so big, important, they say they are a big regional power. And for a few weapons that we will buy, I think they are looking for an excuse to bring more arms in Cyprus. The, the allegiance, though, the allegiances that Cyprus has, I mean, if it was 10 years ago, would you ever have seen uh, a position whereby Israel was a trading partner effectively, that Russia was no longer uh, a, a, an ally as such, that the US would be much more influential on affairs? It's all changed, hasn't it? Yes. Are it you did. looking for new friends still? Indeed, it did. It did. We acquired new friends next to the previous ones. How are things going with Israel? Very well. Very well indeed. But just looking at the situation with Israel and Lebanon having a deal on trade, I mean, it, it is utterly extraordinary. Does that not make you think, coming back to the start of our interview, about how you can resolve a conflict that goes back so many decades through so many generations? All problems do get solutions and ours will get as well. Our side remains faithful to the reunification of our country. The Lebanese and Israelis will never had this agreement without the involvement of the United States. We need some help from the international community and in particular from countries that can work with Turkey because they have other areas where they need to work. So g give us your insight then on the geopolitics of this. Are you saying that when you say you need more help, you mean more diplomatic help? You need diplomatic, certainly. Do you think the European <laughs> Union should be doing more? 
there is room for more. And in, what do you mean by that when you say, I mean, more in terms of diplomacy or in terms of active on the ground pushing of the actors? Eh, well, that's diplomacy. You're a very experienced diplomat. Okay. So please put on the table what the solution through your eyes are, it is, so I say, in terms of a settlement in Cyprus. I think that I can imagine a solution that it would be a win-win situation for all stakeholders, means the two communities in Cyprus, Turkey, Greece, and I think that there is a great possibility for this, provided that there is political will. Foreign Minister of the Republic of Cyprus, Ioannis Kassalidis, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you very much. Thank you. This programme contacted the government of the self-declared Republic of Northern Cyprus in an attempt to bring our audience the voice of Turkish Cypriots. Our interview request was declined, but our invitation to talk to Al Jazeera remains.